We're in the middle of the sugya of Basavachalov. Uh, we started on Thursday with a little bit of an introduction into what Basavachalov is, why is it Asa, how is it Asa, and some of the different Nagea uh, Shailas that come up with the general three Isurim, which is Issa Achila, Issa Hana, and Issa Bishal. That's why, represented why the Torah writes specifically, three times, specifically to tell us these three Isurim or Asa, as we learned clearly last week on Thursday, that we have three Isurim and we talked a little bit about how they're going to get. Today I want to get to some of the actual, the real crunch of the Isurim of Basav Chalav. And tomorrow, Be'ezus Hashem, we're going to talk about some of the Gzairas, many of which are very Nagea on the Yontav of Shavuos. Obviously, that's the reason why we're doing this. A little bit of a crash course before Shavuos, so we should know some of the Halachas that are obviously Nagea. Some of today's Shailas are Nagea most in the kitchen, but these are Shailas are Nagea the whole year. Not just for Shavuos, these are Nagea Shailas are Nagea the whole year. Let's start like this. There's a Machaikus Rishonim, one of the very first questions you may get on your Smicha test is, Tam Ki'ika, is it a Daraisa? Or is he a, a, a durabonon? Tam ki ikka means, is the tam, the taste of something, like the ikka, like the actual food. So for example, if a person would take um, potatoes, and he would cook cook potatoes in a fleishik, meaty ben pan, it was used 20 minutes ago for meat, and the taste comes out into the potatoes, right? We know that taste is absorbed into metal and various other materials. We're not going to talk about which materials. And the taste will come out through bishel. The question is, what din does that taste have? Is it tam ki'ika, or is it not really ki'ika? Meaning, is it just a weak taste, or it is an actual taste. It's as if almost I'm cooking meat in that pot together with the potatoes. Nafkamina for so many different things. Nafkamina will the food become asa. How it will become asa will be asa bahana, not asa bahana. So the mice is a machikas rashin rabbeinu tam. Rashi Rabbeinu Tam has a machlekes over here. Rabbeinu Tam holds us in Issa Daraisa. Tam keiga Daraisa. Rashi holds Tam keiga is only mitravonon. Lemaisa we generally paskin lahachme that Tam keiga is Daraisa, which means if a person, for example, would cook milk in a fleshic meat pot that was used in the last twenty-four hours for hot meat, meat not chicken. So the halacha would be that it's as if it's cooking meat inside that pot. That's possible chol of Daraisa. Even though there was absolutely no meat there, the pot is 100% clean, but since it was used, as we'll get in a minute, we'll talk about that, it was, in, it was used in the last 24 hours, it's got a din of tam, the taste inside the pot is real, comes out as if it is cooked inside there at the same time. Tam ki'ika daraisa. Okay, so that's a very important issue to remember with anything. Tam ki'ika daraisa. Now, that being the case, we have to know nafkamina for many different shailas, the gabi kalim. Are they a ben yoimai or an ben yoimai? Now you'll call up the rabbi one time when you have a shayla, and you ask him a shayla, and he's going to say to you, he's going to say, Zaharia, is it a ben yoimai or is it an ain't a ben yoimai? You'll be like, huh? Could you please say that in English? I don't even know how you say that in English. I don't know if I know, I'm sure it has an English translation, but I don't even know what that means. Is it a ben yoimai or ain't a ben yoimai? What it really means, and it's important to know this, is was it used in the last 24 hours, or was it not used in the last 24 hours? Any pot that was used in the last 24 hours, the taste inside, the absorbed taste inside that pot is real, it's potent, and therefore can affect something else. Whereas, if the pot was not used, pot, I say pot, it could also be a utensil, it could be a ladle, it could be a lid, it could be all sorts of things, right? So anything that was used in the last 24 hours is called an enoi ben yoimai. An enoi ben yoimai means it was not used in the last 24 hours, and therefore the taste inside that pot, that ladle, that spoon, that knife, whatever, is already gone what we call stale, it's, part, it's basically ruined the taste, the taste is no longer potent anymore, with the exception of Dabachorov, which we'll get to, and therefore will not affect anything. Which means, 
Let's get very clear to you, Abay Sai. If you take milk and you cook it in a flyshik, pot. That means the pot was used 24 and a half hours ago for hot meat. 24 and a half hours later, somebody used it for milk. The milk is mutter. Okay, even even the rabbanon it's water, but we're not discussing whether or not you're allowed to cook in such a pot, obviously, because obviously you're not allowed to cook in such a pot. But really in Shuritam, that's already been pogum, it's already been basically um, um, been stale, it's no longer potent, can't affect anything else, and therefore everything's okay. Is that clear so far? I think we've said some very, very simple things. These are, these are the big, big foundations. You say this to Apostle Khorodov, is that clear? Simple, lively, mask him. So far, so good. Kavaldik. Let's move on, Rabbi Isai. Okay, uh, very interesting question when we talk about that, by the way, because people often ask this shyness by Shavuos also, is are you allowed to use, let's say, um, a mixer for milchiks if it's parav? So, for example, sometimes, you know, when it comes to Shavuos, people are cooking you know, cheesecakes and all sorts of milchik dishes that they're not used to having so much during the year, and they don't have, let's say, a milchik blender. I'm talking about a hand whisk or something like that. Like, you know, only want to, you know, one of those things you hold with the two things sticking out of it. It's called a, what's it called? Hand whisk, a hand blender, whatever you want to call it, right? Right, Aaron, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Nochi, with me? So are you allowed to use a power of one to make cheesecake, to, you know, just to mix the batter? I don't have a milchik one. I'm not going to buy one specially for this. So I'm allowed to use that. Does it make it milchik? So I don't want to go too much into detail, but it's an important question. Number one, and that is, does the liquid become hot? If the liquid is cold, we know the halacha is that heat can only um, um, cause a taste uh, impartation. Like that word? It's a, it's a real word? It is here. It is right now. Is this real word? No? Yeah, the English. Oh, the English cover, no. Ah, not so sure. Who? Impartation. Not a good word. Well, now it's a word. We made it a word, okay? Heat causes taste impartation, which means, if the blender, if the whisk is in there, and the liquid remains cold the whole time, there is no problem. And nothing becomes milchik. And therefore, you just clean it really, 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 really well. It goes back to being powered without any problem whatsoever. You've got to be careful, though. Because sometimes the whisk is metal. And the friction of the metal touching the plastic area where it's holding it can actually become quite hot. Right? You'll try it afterwards. If it becomes hot, so it could have absorbed some of the taste of the milk, it can obviously be problematic. And liquid generally will not become cold. If you're making something like a dough, right? If you've ever seen a dough hooks on the machines, when they're making challah, those go around and around and around and around. Those can actually become hot. Once they become hot, obviously if it's a dough, it's power, but if it would be something milchik, then you have to be worried that maybe it was belayah, and if it was belayah, then obviously it is problematic. Let's move on to Rabbi Isai. Let's move on to the next stage. Stage number two is, um tam bar noisin tam, what we call nat bar nat, right? Nat bar nat is noisin tam bar noisin tam. Mon chun and daf kufyadala from the base. Very simply, your idea is similar to hey, says aloha la maisa. And that is, when I take a potato, or rice, or noodles, or pasta, or something similar to that, parav, and it is, basically this is maisin b'chol yoyim. Most people in their homes, a lot of people do, but some people, most people do not have parav pots and pans. Most people have milkshakes and flyshakes, right? People don't have power of ones, do they? Generally not, right? Some people do, I'm asking. But uh, you can understand that many kitchens, Yosef, right, have milkshakes or flyshakes. So what do you make the pasta in? When you're making pasta or noodles or rice or potatoes, like you're going to be eating with one or the other. So in a hanami, obviously, if you eat it with meat, you make it with meat. If you eat it with milk, make it with milk. But what happens if a person cooks something parav in a flyshik pan? What is the din with that potato, that rice, that uh, pasta? This is maisen b'chol yoyim, Rabbi What do we say? So it's what it's called, what we call noisen tam bar noisen tam. 
it's two stages away. Bishlam, I want to have a meat pan that I cook meat in it. And I put milk in that pan, so then the meat is coming straight out from the pan into the milk, or vice versa. That I hear is a problem. But over here, the meat that was absorbed into the pot is not going straight into milk, it's going into the potato, which is going to go later maybe onto the milk. What din does that have? So most of Rishonim hold its mutter. There's no problem. The, the taste is so weak. By the time it got out, by the time it went to the next stage, it's nice and tam, bar nice and tam, and therefore it's like a secondary bar, secondary taste, and therefore it's absolutely fine. Most Rishonim, Rashi and other Rishonim hold not that way. And this is a machoket between the Marana Shulchan Aruch and the Ramot. Where the Shulchan Aruch is maker like most Rishonim, Kedauka Kodesh of the Shulchan Aruch, the Eilek Tzvasaruv, he's his maker like most Rishonim, in which case, Nat Bar Nat is Mutter, which means, according to the Svaradim, I'm allowed to take that potato that was made in a Fleischik pan, even Benyoimbo, and mix it with cheese, there's no problem. Comes along the Ramah, and the Ramah says, no, we're Choshis Peshitas Rashi, and therefore don't do it. Don't do it. But if you did it, it's for sure okay. Let me make this very, very clear. You have a par of item. You've got an item, you've got rice, you've got pasta, you've got noodles, you've got potatoes. You cooked in a fleshy ben yoimai, pan. Okay? According to Sfadim, there's no problem afterwards. I'm putting it, I'm putting it into the opposite min, into cheese. Shach says Mufurish not to do it lachatchila, adaskein, chachamavadi, and Yabi Oimah says you're allowed. We're not going to go into all the details at this moment of time, but I'll compile him again. Let's make this very clear. I've got a par of item that was cooked in a fleishik ben yoimai. Right? It was used 20, 10 minutes ago for meat. Don't put that potato with cheese. If you did already, the Ramah says there's no problem. Because But if you put it already with cheese, then it's a multi, you're allowed to eat it. Okay? If it's an Eina Ben Yoimai, how about if you're using a Fleischik pot, meaty pot, that was used 25 hours ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you cook something parav in it, right? Fleischik. Now am I allowed to mix it with cheese? The answer is yes. Because now it's already so far removed because it's not been used for 24 hours. You understand? Before we take a question, is that clear? We get the difference? Baby, Zevi, maskim, Flamela, maskim. So far, so good. Yes. Other we'll talk about maybe a different time. Ooh, we're running out of time over here. If it's mixed already, according to if it's a ben yoyme. if it's a ben yoyme and it was mixed already, then yes. You shouldn't mix it together. Correct. You shouldn't mix it together. Then you're okay. If you don't mix it together, there's no problem. You're not allowed to put it together. Don't put, make that noodles. You made noodles for chicken soup, right? So you put them in a fleshing pan. Why not? You make noodles in a fleshing pan. And then you say, you know what? Motor Shabbos, I want to mix some cheese on it. Whatever. I've got some leftover noodles. So lokshan from Shabbos. I want to mix it with cheese. This is Rabbi said, this happens all the time. This happens all the time. Happens all the time, this, right? You make, what, again, again, you make what? Pasta. In a fleshing. In a benyoyma or benyoyma? Benyoyma. Beautiful. Okay. Same meal is no problem. No problem whatsoever. We're talking about mixing it, putting the pasta on the pizza, in the cheese, whatever it is. To have it in the same meal, that's no problem. That's for sure no problem. We're dealing with the chumrah on, on Stamazon, the Rishonim, that hold that, as most Rishonim hold, there's no problem whatsoever, because it's not barnat. Okay? Moving on, Rabbi, so by the way, this is very negea, the storing liquids. People store things in different containers. For example, if you store chicken soup in a plastic container, so you're going to have a problem that that container's become fleshy. And now you want to go along and, and, you know, change it and put power of things in it, and whatever it may be. 
that could be problematic, okay? Uh, because the container retains the, uh, you know, the, 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 the taste of whatever was in there, whatever was stored in there. With the exception, says the Prima God, if it's ice cream, so then you put it in the freezer. If you put the chicken soup in the freezer, then it freezes straight away, or at least in a few hours. So therefore, it wasn't 24 hours sitting in there. The idea is like this, that heat is what causes... Impartation, very good. Impartation. But if there's no heat, there's no problem, right? With the exception of what? Kovush. If something is marinated for 24 hours, it's got a dint. Kovush, as the Gemara, kumabushal. Like it was cooked. So if you take chicken soup and you put it in a container for 24 hours cold, it was if it was heated in there. And the plastic container is now fleshik. Nafkinina legabi, many, many things. That's a famous from Kivega. There's what I said. This is, this is huge. We're not going to get to all these things. Veinagay shad, you dip in the wrong spoon into the wrong thing, right? You got a chicken soup and you dip in a milkic ladle into the chicken soup. What do I do now? So if the ladle was an Eino ben Yoimai, then there's no problem. That means the soup, the chulam, whatever it was dipped into is fine. Obviously the ladle needs kashering because obviously it's got bleeds of both inside there. So that you'd have to kasher. You put it on the corner and you leave it for many, many years until one day your wife says, you know what's going on. The married people know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, therefore that ladle will be betrayed, but the food will be water. If it's a benyaymai, if it was used for cheese the last 24 hours, then you dip it in the chicken soup in that way. So then obviously that's going to be problematic. And therefore you'll need shishim and 60 times more soup than the ladle that was dipped inside in order to make sure that everything's Okay, are you with me? So Rabbi said these are basic yisodas that your wife is going to ask you, and if you don't know, Hashem Yiracham on you. That's all I could say. Let's move on, Rabbi said, a little bit further. We didn't get to ovens. We didn't get to hot plates. There's a lot to discuss. Zaya, there's a lot to discuss. One more shayla for today is the shayla of Dov Chorev. Dov Chorev is one of the most unknown shaylas, Nagayim and Basav that we have to talk about, it's very, very important. Most people understand that if something is clean and not used in 24 hours, so then generally it can't really, at least be the ebed, it can't answer anything whatsoever. The, f- the problem is like this. When you open up a sugya of Dovachorif, whatever Dovachorif is, you come into a whole different sugya, and that is like this. We know, and we said previously, that heat only causes a taste to be transferred if there's heat. If there's no heat, there's no problem. There's an exception, and that exception is what we call Duchka de Sakina. Ducha de Sakina means the pressure of the knife will cause the taste to come out of something, not only without heat, that's Chiddush number one, Chiddush number two, if it wasn't used for 22 years. Can you imagine? You made a barbecue 22 years ago with this knife. You sliced the steak with it. For 22 years, this knife has not been used. 22 years later, you open up the knife cupboard, you take it out, you know, this has been a while. And you slice a dove of an onion or whatever may be considered a dove of Now, is, that onion is now 100% a piece of meat. It's 100% a piece of meat. Again, the Chiddush Shavir is number one, even though it's completely cold, because you have the pressure of the knife. And number two also is because the knife is able to extract from it a tamrishan, even though it hasn't been used for 22 years in that case. So these are the Chiddushim over here. The third Chiddush we have with the double Chorif is it's not Nat Baranat. We know, as remember, we said if you cook something parav in a flyship pan, the parav item is Nat Baranat. It's got a secondary taste. Which means when it goes eventually to the opposite minute, it's very, very weak. When onion or dovachorif will extract from something a primary taste, not a secondary taste, a primary taste, which means it's the thinning itself. Which means if you cut a dovachorif, it's got a din of the item itself of meat. That means if you cut with a meaty knife an onion or something similar to that, the halacha is that onion is considered to be flesh. Now there's a machoikas and the rishonim, exactly how much of the knife, lemaisa, becomes osa. The right, shitas haraivit, which by the way, the marana shulchanoruch holds how much? 
Everyone knows how much kadei netila. The stipe said two centimeters from each side. So according to that, shita sarayved, which the shita shulchan aruch, is it's got a dinner kadei netila on either side. Whereas according to the Ashkenazim out there, the Ramah holds the whole onion becomes fleshy that dips into a cheese something or other. You're gonna have big problems. So that that's the general halacha when it comes to a double chorif. What is considered to be a double chorif? So you generally have an onion, a garlic, radishes, leek, pickles, limes, olives. Some even say grapefruits and cooking apples could be very very, very sharp. Any, I'm going to say a beautiful word over here, see if the audience knows this, any pungent food is included in a double kharif. Any pungent food, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Any pungent food. You know, rather, uh, pungent. You know, we grew up saying, have you got any pungent foods in the fridge right now? Yeah, okay. Who? It's a real word. That's a real word. Okay, fine. I did that one I didn't make up. Al-Koponim. The Shaila is, I want to end with this. This is one of those famous Shailas. The blender shayla. What's the din of the blender shayla? That means if you take an onion that was cut with a fleischik knife, you put it into your blender to make kegel, which is fine because the kegel is going to be eaten with meat anyway, so who cares? So everything's good. What happens if another time, a few years later, you decide to make cucumber salad with onions, and those onions are going to be eaten with milk mamash. You're going to put milk, cheese pieces in the cucumber salad, or whatever it's going to be. Are you allowed to do that? Do we say that the blade that was cut, originally cut with an onion, that cut with a meat knife, that the taste from the onion went into the blade, and if it went into the blade, it's going to come out in the next onion, and it comes out in the next onion, the onion is fleshed, you're putting it together with the cheese, and there you are on Shavu this morning, thinking of the great Tzadik in the Gantz because you sat learning all day, and eating Basavachalab the next morning, without knowing anything. Mithashem tomorrow, Rabbi Sai, we'll continue with that answer, and many, many more. Have a wonderful day.